Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. I walked out on my only son. I left you in your mother's hands. And now I'm standing right here. With tears, with tears streaming from my eyes. See your mother raised to find your man. And I know I missed so much of that. Welcome back to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, listening to David the Man of God Harris here and uh, got that Poppy's home and now David's home. And he wants to ask, is Zion Williamson on the same level as Anthony Bennett? Hmm. What do you think, David? I think Zion Williamson just needs to come on home and get back to his teammates now, for those of you that have been kind of away from the rumor mill that came out this week, or the last couple of weeks, uh, when C.J. McCollum was traded from Portland to New Orleans, kind of ending the era of the Mama's Boys in Portland, C.J. McCollum came out and said, oh, I haven't heard from Zion Williamson. Has a team in the eyes and reached out to me to say, hey, welcome to New Orleans. And so that kind of pulled up some steam and intensity a former teammate, J.J. Reddick, now on ESPN, kind of was basically saying that this was a pattern for Zion of being attached teammate. And it all stems kind of so sources are saying now it's really stemming from a lack of trust between David Griffin and Zion Williamson in this camp and connected to Zion Williamson's injuries and really if we're just going to be honest, kind of his inability to stay in shape and that being impacted partially by his injuries. And we, I mean, we talked about his knee injury and the potential for knee injuries even before he got to Duke. And so we've been talking about this on the show as this is going to be a thing that he's going to carry for the rest of his career. And so now that we're at this critical point where Zion Williams is on the verge of, being eligible for this rookie extension her final year of this rookie deal and seeing the future of if he's going to be in New Orleans or not. It seems like this fracture is so separated that I don't think Zion Williamson is going to play for New Orleans again. Like I see that as a legitimate possibility that he might be done. And so for me, when I say he's become worse than Anthony Bennett, I think, with, at least with Anthony Bennett, he tried to 
kind of get over the fact that he wasn't NBA ready. So obviously he picked number one overall by Cleveland. I mean, they were just taking the best of a bad bunch. I mean, that whole draft class is, yeah, but that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But like he, he got the trade to Minnesota. That seemed to kind of give a little bit of a spark to his career. Like he only played, you know, average 16 minutes a game over 60 games, but it seemed like, okay, this could be a new start, a new lease of kind of a fresh, I realized, okay, it's not going to work here in Cleveland. Let me try to go somewhere and try to revive and kind of get a, get a professional career out of me. Then last in Minnesota, then went to Toronto. That really didn't work out thinking, Oh, Canadian, he'll go back to Canada. And then it didn't really work on Brooklyn. And so now, Anthony Bennett's now overseas, mm-hmm. kind of playing Euroball. And I think for me, kind of some players aren't meant for the league in the long term. Some guys are better suited for the Euroball. We see it all the time with guys that are drafted and then, you know, five, six, seven years, they're in Spain or they're in Turkey or they're in Israel or they're in Germany. Like to play internationally because that game better suits them in a way that the NBA game doesn't. And so that's where I think for Anthony Bennett, him recognizing that and trying to maintain a professional career instead of isolating himself and trying to just cut off any kind of contact, I think that shows a growth and maturity from Anthony Bennett that I don't think Zion Williamson has yet or has not shown yet. Because it seems like Zion Williamson is still in this mentality of, oh, I'm the guy, I'm, you know, I'm the number one overall pick. They brought me in to be the face of the franchise. But the face of the franchise can't stay on the court. Like his first season, 24 games, average 27.8 minutes. Like that's, like the face of the franchise has to play at least more than a third of the season. And for you to not, even be in the team facility for workouts or anything, according to reports, since mid-December? Like. Well, maybe he just doesn't want to be there. <laughs> Have you thought about that? I mean, I, I, hate to, I hate to tell you that. I mean, it's, he, I don't think he really wants, he's finding a way to get out of New Orleans. He's in Portland right now rehabbing. He's not rehabbing with the team and, and he's gaining weight and, some people just say that the, the, the New Orleans just isn't a good vibe. It's not an organization that's ran really well. I mean, the NBA had to buy the organization. Then I think the Saints or owners bought it, and they don't. They said they don't even really pay attention to the team. I mean, they obviously it's a football town, so they just pay attention to football. Yeah, and I think kind of it all stems again to that kind of the lack of trust between Williamson and David Griffin, and David Griffin has his long history of kind of issues with star players. People in Cleveland don't need to remember and go too far with that. What was his issues, though? I mean, he got Cleveland a championship, and he did everything that LeBron wanted, and he brought in some players that made them competitive and get to four straight NBA finals. So what was really his issues? I, I mean, you'd have to – that had to be a 30 for 30. I'm not – I mean, I don't. Rem- not, I don't remember yeah. them having any type of issues. That, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't. I don't remember that. So, um, if it did happen, I guess. But I mean, I think that you know, the, 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 he did pretty well as a GM, making them at least 
uh, a prominent and, and, and respectable organization and something that he built on, especially dealing with LeBron and, and some of his and some of his neediness, as you've noticed now with the, even the Lakers. So I just think someone's in Zion's ear and saying that you could probably go to a different market and do better. But 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 this was predictable, though. I mean, even I said it. I said I'd rather draft R.J. Barrett over Zion Williamson. I think he's got superstar power, uh, and he's a well-talented player. But the best ability, yeah, the best ability is availability. And you knew that his weight was going to be a problem. If, if someone's got a weight problem at 18, 19 years old, where, let's face it, between 18 and 22, for most young men, you're going to be in your physical prime. I mean, your metabolism is fast and it's high. But eventually, things just drop off. And after 22 it really gets bad. I, I think you could be sustainable through your 20s, but it's pretty evident if you if you looked at pro sports that, you know, you obviously get heavier as you get older and, and there's certain things that feels, you know, physically just happen to you. So even with drafting Zion, there was already, I think, red flags with the, with the guy. And one of them I was saying was the weight problem. I said, he's going to have a weight problem. I've seen it all the time. Guys that are young that have a weight problem, he, you're going to really have to be on top of that. And is he going to be disciplined enough to be on top of that? I mean, only time will tell. Not to mention, he's a very powerful individual. How is his joints going to hold up? I mean, that, that's just something that you have to ask yourself. Like, how how much availability he's going to have? Yeah, he's a great player. But like you said, is if he, is he going to only play half the season? What's What's going on here? And that's what I said. What, has he been in the league, what, three years? And he's really... You know, his first couple years, he was doing really well. Wasn't he an all-star, too, I believe? Yeah. So, we know the talent's there, but if he's not going to be available, you know, that's just a wasted pick for, for New Orleans. Yeah, and try but to it, kind of think back when we were thinking about that, what we were talking about between Zion, RJ, and Cam Reddish. Mm-hmm. Like, and you, you mentioned it, like, RJ was the best of the three freshmen that came in. Mm-hmm. Or the like as our freshman class, class like, right? You, and then he took over. Yeah, yeah. He was known basically as the uh, let's be honest, the 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 Instagram or uh, you know sensation, basically with his dunks. Remember, everyone just was like, "Yeah, he's just an Instagram sensation." Yeah, just explosive. He's big. He was physically bigger than everyone. Right. All he could do is run, and yeah, you know, all the dunking and everything. And then when he got to Duke, it was essentially the same thing. He was just kind of used the speed, his agility, his athleticism, had got banged up with his knee, so he was out for a little bit and then came back and tried to get to that explosiveness. But, yeah, it was, it was basically his game was just dunking. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we talked about it on the show. Like, I'd love to see Zion Wilson shoot a three. <laughs> and then he started doing that, and then it was like, okay, when I can be more consistent. Then he was like, yeah, I'll just go back to the dunks. But yeah, it's like, at, at what point do you realize that for either side that you have to cut your losses, mm-hmm. whether you're Zion Williamson and you have to work through the injuries, knowing that your knee's not going to get better. Like, I, I, I love the comparison that some people made with uh, 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 big man in Philadelphia, Julio Okafor. Mm-hmm. Or not, Julio. The the one that's right there now. Where at? Or in Philadelphia. 
Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, there we go, sorry. Like, with his early foot problems coming out of Kansas. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, he's slow, he's not going to be able to heal. But, like, if you're committed to kind of taking care of your body, like, did we think Joel Embiid was going to, like, turn around this quickly? Probably not. There were probably some that did, but... Now Joel Embiid is the face of the franchise like he was supposed to be in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like, Zion can still get there if he can kind of get his body in check. But the problem is it's a lot easier to repair a foot than it is a knee. Because mm-hmm. with a foot, you can do the surgeries. It sucks, but, like, that recovery's a little... Like, you can work and do things to help accelerate and get your foot close to normal with the knee that's 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 why initially it took three months instead of that six to eight week timetable last season that's why it's taking so long this year but then it's also dude you gotta shed the pounds Mm -hmm. so that your knee can get adjusted to playing at a lighter weight so you're not putting all that weight on your joints right but yeah it's just I don't know. I think Anthony Bennett recognized what he needed to do, and that for him was a shift overseas. I think Zion just needs to see the writing on the wall. Like, here's what I need to do to get to be the dominant player and just go do the work. I mean, I, I guess that's easier said than done, but I think there's more of an ulterior motive of why he's acting the way he's doing. I just think, think he vibes with New Orleans, which is which is sad. Yeah, because, like, he was beloved. Like, he came in, people were saying, hey, he's going to be, he's going to rebuild and revive this New Orleans franchise. They're going to build a team around him. But it's just too many injuries. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of thinking back to the early segment, you know, we always do the what if with the Grand Hills, the Tracy McGrady's, the Brandon Roy's, like, Hopefully Zion Williams is not one of those guys where it's like great talent, all world ability. What if he was just a little bit healthier? What if he didn't tear his meniscus his rookie year? What if he didn't suffer a fractured foot during the offseason? That's yeah. Uh, I mean injuries is just that just I guess it's part of the game. I I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but but then things go go on with New Orleans. I mean, but it's just, but it's but the organization has always been a dumpster fire. But I mean, but people have to understand though, the reason why teams are up in the draft and they're drafting is trying to revive that organization. Maybe he could take a different approach and say, I'm going to build this organization up, or maybe someone's got in his ear and just says, get out of town and leave. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's going to be the. And I think I've heard a couple of people say that, you know, maybe just leave, don't do the rookie, uh, don't do take anything past your rookie deal, try to get a trade out, but then it's like, who's going to trade for him? Like, who, who wants Zion Williams? Like, is he going to want to push for a move to one of the big market cities? Is he going to want to, you know, and then think about those other teams going to want a guy that has his injury history. Mm-hmm. It's got, there's a lot of what-ifs and kind of possibility scenarios with Zion Williamson. Like, we all want him to have a successful career. Mm-hmm. Like we all want him to have a long career, but 
like you said, the best ability is availability. And if you're not available, then, you know, what can you do? Yeah, you, yeah, you can, exactly. That's that's true. It, 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 it does suck. But I, like I said, I, I still would give them a few years. Maybe it's just time for, for some a change of scenery, scenery. Now, the bad part about it is, is that um, it, what sucks is that uh, look how much can you trade him for. I mean, he makes it kind of difficult. The only way you're going to be able to get something for him is if he starts to play. And if he's not playing, you're going to get lowballed. Yeah, like like right now, what would you honestly say would be a reasonable package of comparable quality for him? Mm-hmm. Like, would you trade a first-round pick for him? Like, if you're, say, for example, Oklahoma City that has, you know, 10,000 draft picks, do you give up a first-round pick in 2025 or 2026 for a chance as I Williamson's, one, going to be fully healthy, and two, is going to be able to give you first-round production? Mm-hmm. It's like, does he go to a contender? Does he go, do the Lakers try to find a way to get him? Does he go to New York? Does a contender like Chicago go for him or Miami? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a lot of, of, we're hoping for the best for Zion Winston. Not saying that, you know, I want his career to go, you know, in a raging ball of fire, but I just want him to be healthy. Because he has the talent, he has he has that joy of the game. I think everybody wants him to be happy. I mean, you know, healthy. I mean, I don't think anybody wants him to, you know, just not be like that. And he has the general joy for the game. Like, he looks like he's having fun when he was out there. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, with the slam dunking. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully, like I said, we'll, we'll see him out there. Uh, immense great talent, and then... Uh, time, only time will tell. You know, one of those guys that could have, could have, would have, should have, I guess, could could happen. Oh. Do anything else? Uh, no, not on, not on old Zion. No, okay. Well, you you had mostly, uh, today was what, a uh, heavy, very hoop heavy. Why? Why make it hoop heavy? Eh, I mean, we have a little bit of time before the combine. Save the USFL for when Frank so we can talk about his new Michigan defenders. The underwear Olympics. USFL team. Right, yeah, the underwear Olympics. Yeah. Plus, it's always good just to talk basketball. Oh yeah, because we haven't we haven't really talked a lot of basketball, have we? <laughs> no, it's been NFL playoffs. It's been like I mean, I guess Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. People watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like no one, no one cares. Cincinnati lost. Like I knew they would. But <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. Anything coming up for on the weekend? Uh, no. Kind of big college basketball here. Syracuse versus Duke. So a lot of, a lot of stuff about the last time Coach K and Coach Beheim face off. So a little bit of that, and then yeah, a lot of college basketball, and definitely, definitely hope that there are no, you know. Michigan fighters, none of the assistant coaches punch any uh, anyone else. But you know, we'll get to that story for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's true. Okay, well, man, have a good weekend. Like I said, as usual, uh, anything with the church? I uh, just prepping, 
prepping for Lent that's coming up. And then, no, that's right. It, Lent so. is coming up, isn't it? Yep. Starts on Wednesday, then it's a fast track Easter. Oh, wow. So you, this is the most busy time for the pastor, huh? Most wonderful time of the year. Even more than March Madness. Oh, we were true. the original March Madness. Which I believe, I believe in three weeks they have Selection Sunday. Yep, and Auburn's going to get a number one seed and lose in the first round. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll expand on that a little bit later. But keep preaching the good word, my man. <laughs> All right, we'll do. We'll that, do. That's crazy that you say that. You, you, you got hate in your voice, but you p- preach the good word in your, uh, in your uh, sermons. I mean, is anyone really think Auburn's for real? Like, come on. Oh. Like, Auburn's not for real. All right, that's a teaser for another show. Yeah, well, yeah, get your popcorn ready. Yes, really. That's all I like to say. And you know normally March through at least June will have a lot of hot topics. NBA Finals, NHL uh, Power Play from, from Frank, also NHL Stanley Cup Finals, and then March Madness as well. Yeah. And yeah. the Combine and the NFL Draft. So we'll be pretty busy March through, through uh, June at least, and then it slows down. Yeah, I mean, if they if they play baseball, yeah, I mean, either way, it's still gonna slow down. Well, it'll still slow down. No, nobody cares about baseball in July. All right, David. or or October. Yeah, uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. Don't lie. All right, David, take it easy, man. All right, you too. See you. Yep, that was David, man. David, the man of God, Harris here on eighty-eight point three WHTs. After further review, make sure we always check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. It's WHTs after further review with a picture of Frank Bashner and the horse's head. Didn't get a chance to talk to Frank when we talked to David. Um, We'll see you when you see you. For Frank and David, peace. We're out. We'll see you next time. 88.3 WCGs after further review.